You're listening to The Ladies' Room. Say hi to your co-hosts, Marianne McQueen and Trish Twilley. Good morning and welcome to the Friday the 13th edition of The Ladies' Room Radio Show. I'm Marianne McQueen. Happy Friday, y'all. I am Trish Twilley. It's Friday the 13th. It is. It is. How it is. Does that scare you? No, because I'm not going to be showering in the woods where Jason might be, <laughs> and um, and I'm certainly not a teenager running around in my panties in a cabin where Jason may be, so um, I'm not going to be at any lakes. Um, I'm good, and I'm not superstitious, so uh, I'm looking for it to be a great Friday the 13th. Yeah, I am too. I've I, It's never been, actually, it's always been a pretty good day for me, so I don't let it bother me, and then, of course, it's followed by... Saturday, February the 14th, a.k.a. Valentine's Day. So it's, it's all about the love. It's all about the love. About the love. No trouble. <laughs> that song is going to be my theme forever. But anyway, so um, so we're going to talk about a number of things today. So some of our, our usual topics, celebrities, pop culture, uh, headlines. We're also going to talk a little bit about something that hits home for a lot of you that listen, and we're going to talk about it for the foreseeable future. It's not just a today topic, and that is about school safety, bullying, and and sort of who things benefit when things do go wrong on school property. Um, but with that, let the games begin, and and let's sort of uh, let's just talk about some headlines. Um, so you know, American Sniper, as we well know, big movie, but. The Chris Kyle case uh, and his, is now in court. Um, the person the, who is on trial for his murder is Eddie Ray Routh. He is accused um, of killing him, quite frankly, shooting him at a, a shooting range. Uh, he... He and another another man. It was, he shot two people. Yeah, I think Chad Littlefield was the person he was with. And... I mean, clearly this guy had some issues, but the case is in court. Uh, Mrs. Kyle has testified. I think she was the first or second person to have testified. Um, the police lieutenants there have testified that Ralph told them he'd, quote, taken a couple of souls and he had more souls to take. His defense attorneys uh, are mounting an insanity case because of PTSD. I don't really know. It's kind of a tough thing. It's very Let difficult. me ask you this and interject a little bit. This sure. has been a huge movie. Yeah. Um, I have not gone to watch it yet because I'm very, very tenderhearted and, and because it's based on a true story. I, I, I would have to be uh, mentally ready to go and, and watch that. But I, I do plan on seeing it. But a lot of people have watched it. And, and on social media, I have watched and, and noticed that everyone has said – when they start doing the funeral procession at the end, um, everyone is quiet, it's very solemn, and they file out almost in a single file line with no one saying anything, mm. and it really, really touches them. Now, my point is, in saying all of that, is do you feel like that this Eddie Ray, is his name, Ralph, mm -hmm. is he, do you think he's going to be able to get a fair trial? It's an excellent question. Uh, I think there are more women on the jury, as I understand it. I want to say there's something like eight women. They're going to be very sympathetic to his wife. 
the short answer is probably not. I think he should have just taken some kind of plea deal. Um, they in the I, I was reading that the attorneys and they always bring in these jury consultants. Uh, they ask them, "Did you read the book? Did you have you seen the film?" So more than likely, they know they know what's out there. Um, if he gets the insanity plea, so if he gets the insanity, you know, not guilty by insanity, I'd like to think he'll at least do time in a uh, a mental institution for the rest of his life. You take two people out, that's a problem. Whether he's sick or not, he still did it. And I think Chris Kyle was the very kind of guy who was sympathetic to PTSD because I think he suffered from it himself. So short answer is, I'm not sure he'll get a fair trial, but I mean, he's as guilty as sin. So I guess we'll see. Um, we'll see. Uh, in other news, and a lot of people may not have known the name, but New York Times media columnist David Carr died at the age of 58 right in the newsroom. Um, David Carr was actually a very cool guy. Um, he had talked a lot about... Um, in his 2008 memoir about his cocaine addiction, his recovery, he wrote all about uh, NSA leaker Ed Snowden and and so many others. It's been a tough week for the media between uh, John Stewart announcing his retirement from The Daily Show, Brian Williams being suspended for six months, uh, Bob Simon, a beloved reporter at CBS News dying in a car accident at 73 this week, and now the death of this New York Times columnist, David Carr. Just a tough week in the media. And on that topic, Tom Brokaw, he says he warned NBC's brass about Brian Williams' story for at least a year. And Brokaw said he looked into the incident involving uh, Brian Williams, saying that he was on this helicopter and the facts, quote, simply didn't match. Uh, it was also reported Brokaw uh, thinks of Williams as more of a performer than an anchor. So that's why I still wonder, although he's been suspended for six months, time will tell as to whether he comes back. Because now there's talk that Tom, uh, that Brian Williams is going to go on a apology tour Oh, geez. That's just not something you do as a serious newsman. Um, so we'll see how that goes. And then do you remember Amanda Knox? I do. She was the 27-year-old American who was convicted in Italy of killing her roommate but many, many years ago in 2007. Um, but she was acquitted and released in 2011. What, what is your take on that? I, I, you know, I tried to follow the story. Um I thought she was innocent. I believe she was, but I do have an ounce of doubt. I think for her sake, the best thing she did was leave Italy because they did want to try her again. Uh, yes, and, yes. Yeah. So, uh, you know what? I hope she's innocent. She has maintained her innocence, um, saying she'll uh, appeal that last conviction, but she's not willing to go back to Italy to do that. But she's now engaged to a childhood friend, and maybe she can kind of uh, get her life straight. She's engaged, interestingly, to a rock musician named Colin Sutherland. And, yeah, um, 
Kind of interesting. We'll, we'll have to see how that goes. I think she was innocent based on the facts presented. Then again, it was an Italian court and, you know, I don't know what But I her boyfriend, I think, is still in prison. Is, 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 I, think, I think, isn't he? I think you're right. Uh, I believe he's still there. Um, unless they let him out. I don't remember. I remember that was a really odd case. I just know that there was another woman who wound up dead. There was talk of a threesome and drugs and all kinds of unseemly stuff. So uh, let's hope that she's innocent because she's out. I would like to think that she didn't get away with murder. And then, oh my goodness, I don't know how I feel about as taxpayers. The Defense Department officials have announced that hormone treatment has been approved for Army Private Chelsea Manning. Do you know who that is? No. Yeah. She, she or he, is serving a 35-year sentence in Fort Leavenworth in Kansas for leaking huge amounts of information um, to WikiLeaks. This is who that is. Manning. Ah. Yeah. Manning was formerly known as Bradley Manning. And he'll be given this, you know, this hormone treatment to transition from male to female uh, while she's in jail or in Leavenworth. Anyway, Manning uh, changed her legal name last year. The decision for the government to pay for this came after a lawsuit was filed in September alleging that Manning was at high risk of self-castration and suicide unless she received more focused treatment, including hormone therapy for gender dysphoria. Now, I, I have, uh, before we get uh, on, so I have, I'm of two minds about this, because first of all, if gender dysphoria, it, this is not a sickness. If we believe that someone is actually born this way, using that term from Lady Gaga, um, why are we paying that as if it were medical treatment? I mean, there's a fine line here. I was listening to a, a group of reporters discuss this this morning. Fine line. Um, I'm not sure what I think about paying for it. I think if a person wants to pay for it, it's free will. You want to do what you want with your body? Hey, do it. Do I want to pay for it? And is there something to this as well because this person, when she gets out of Leavenworth, will have a whole new identity. Absolutely. And and you know what else? They talk about the risk of self-castration and suicide. Okay, so regardless if it's self-castration or whatever, how many prisoners are at risk for hurting themselves or, or, or threatening to commit suicide how is that any different from any other prisoner that that's in trouble? Um, whether it be self castration or cutting themselves, or you know, or trying to commit suicide, where is the line going to be drawn? I don't care if they self castrate or commit suicide or not. That is not my problem. They are in prison because they are being punished. Um, as to whether. They want to live their life as a man or a woman. When they become free and they get out, let them pay their way and do whatever they need to do. I think it's ridiculous. I think it's stupid. And I think that uh, it's more tax dollars being wasted. And gosh, if you put that on the long list, we'd be here all day. That's another whole show. Yeah, I don't, um, you know, I don't know. This is one of those where if we're paying for it, 
I got a problem with it. So absolutely, I don't have a problem with what she wants to do with her life. I do also question why, but that's just me knowing what little I know. Um, there's a part of me that thinks we should kind of roll right into um, the topic of the day, which is really about violence on school grounds. And why don't you kind of introduce it, Trish? Uh, why don't you introduce it and then we'll go from there. Yeah, um, in light of what has been going on in my own town, um, this subject is very near and dear to me because I have three minor children in the public school system, um, two um, of which are in high school and high school age. And, you know, kids talk. Um, I'm, I'm kind of a small town, but not, not really. I think this school has probably about 1,700 students. Um, and in just the last week, um, I have been shown school fights videos um, one was near and dear to my heart because it happened in my own family just yesterday. Yeah. Um, the one last week were two girls who jumped a girl who is, is going to have a baby. Um, and no one, no one helped, but they stood and videoed with these two girls jumping this one girl. Um, it's not like when, when we were growing up and there was a rift at school and you get into a little fight and you move on. These are full-on barroom brawls. Mm. Um, last year, they took a, a student, two guys took a student into what they call the courtyard near the lunchroom of the school, and they nearly beat a kid to death with a belt buckle. Oh. Um, they have a campus police, but it's one officer for 1,700 students. Um, he has other things to do, but we here at the ladies' room, Marianne and I, see um, a nephew news and have done a little research to find out that there is a huge problem with school bullying, um, school violence, mm-hmm. and and the administration um, sometimes covers up because I think their hands are tied. But as a parent, I have done a little research and I'm finding out that if you're not really satisfied as, as a parent as to what the school administration is doing, whatever police jurisdiction your local police has trumps them and you can take things farther so basically um you know you're going to go into a school if you've got an issue and you're going to sit down with the administrators and they're going to smooth things over and they're going to try to make you happy but their job is to protect that school and their employees so nine times out of ten when you go there for a problem unless you have a big voice and unless you're not easily ran over you're going to leave there scratching your head thinking you've done something wrong or this really can't be it. But the bottom line is, is um, we as parents don't know what's going on in the school because we're not allowed to go up there. It's a, it's a high school. You know, they don't want you up there. You're not up there going for Valentine parties or Easter parties or, or, or to volunteer. You don't really have any idea what kind of atmosphere you're sending your children into unless they talk and tell you. But a lot of times they're scared and they won't talk and tell you. And I just think that unless something is done, there could be a far greater issue because um, I blame the parents. I think that when they reach high school age, I think they they get to a 
point to where they think, ah, I can't do anything with little Johnny anymore. Mm -hmm. And so he has free reign to do whatever he wants. And then they become almost, you know, at 17, they're legal. Right. And that's when the trouble starts in society and, and probably will end up spending jail time. But I think it's very sad that we send our kids to school every day and you think they're in a safe atmosphere and you think that you are your child is protected, but they're not. So um, let, let, I had a I had go ahead. No, go ahead. You were about to cite something. I was just specific. going to say I was going to cite something specific because I'm still very, very mad about an incident that happened yesterday with um my nephew and I will not call names, but he got to school. And pulled into the parking lot, and there was a student there. Or, or he's not a student. He's not a student there. I, I'm sorry. He has been expelled. Hmm. So he's no longer a student there, but he is of legal age. And waited on my nephew to get there and pretty much ambushed him on school property. Come from behind, knocked my nephew down, and the video shows him getting kicked in the head and hit in the face with his feet and his hands and he had his hands over his head protecting himself because we have taught our children to not fight back because you don't want them to get into trouble. Uh. So they take it and they, and, and, and his words were, I didn't hit back. So I'm not in trouble. Right. Uh. Well, what, what they don't realize is that most school systems have adopted the zero tolerance policy. So if you're involved in any altercation, both of you are going to get in trouble. Right. So if you're ambushed, fight back. That's what you need to do. And then go to the authorities. But unfortunately, the authorities were called in. Campus police was not there at the time um, at 820 in the morning because he was doing other things. So we brought in the local police and, their hands are tied. So basically what has happened is, is you have a person who is an adult who has come on school grounds where you send your children to school and attack the student at this high school and your hands are tied. It's crazy. So let, let's get, let's dig into this further. So, so on school grounds is your nephew and how old is yes. he? He is 17. He's 17 years old. Someone, not a student, from off campus comes on campus and lays in wait for him. Yes. And... He doesn't even know him. Didn't even know him. I was just about to no ask idea. that question. No. Did not know him when he walked up to him. And just... Didn't know his name. Pummels this kid. Yeah, he had a real heavy bag on. And sort of hit him from the back. So he lost his balance and hit the ground. Because, you know, my nephew's about 6'2". He's not a small kid. And got to the ground. So as soon as he got to the ground, this this person starts kicking my nephew in the head. And gets down on the ground and starts punching him in the face. There was never, my nephew had his hands over his head. He never punched back, never fought back. The kid gave him, stood up, gave him one more swift kick to the face and took off running. So, okay. So do we know why this person showed up to assault your nephew? Uh, no. Mm -mm, mm -mm. So we really don't know. We, we, we say uh, um, it, it was a over possibly, allegedly, 
over a girl, but he still didn't know this guy or, or, and is not even aware of anything with this, with this girl, um, this guy just had some jealous feelings and decided to make him a target. Do we know um, what the school has done thus far to address this? <clears throat> they went to the, the they went to the parents of this child who attacked him, and the police did and talked to him. The dad had to come home from work, and he was supposed to report to turn himself in because a warrant was served for him. He was supposed to report this morning to the police station because he's going to be charged as an adult. But my question is, if they, the police were with him yesterday, why was he home last night? Why didn't they arrest him? Because he's basically an adult. So are you saying I can go as an adult onto a school property, attack a student there, and then the campus police, are they going to come and just talk to me and say, well, you need to turn yourself in tomorrow? We're not dealing with two students who had a rift at the school. Right. We're dealing with someone who come onto the campus who had been expelled. And when you're expelled, it is understood and implied you are no longer allowed on that school property. You are trespassing. Now, But my thing is, is he also was laying in wait, as you said. So he was stalking him. Yes, Absolutely. So there are a number of questions here. First of all, how many security guards does the school have? One. How many students are there? About 1,700. 1,700 students, one person in security. Where was that person? Do, and that person was off doing something else. Uh, the, it is uh, allegedly was out serving warrants. Okay, so let's say he is serving warrants. I'm not sure. Does he do that every day? And did this former student know that? So he knew exactly when to show up and wreak havoc. But here's another thought. 1,700 students. Most cities have more cops. If you look at one to 17 for every 1,700 people, that's insane. That's absolutely insane. Parents, all of you pay taxes should be appalled going to your city councilman your congressman school boards i mean that's just that's unacceptable no matter how good your town is how little crime there is one person is just not enough because that person does have a lot of responsibilities so what if god forbid there had been a school shooting one person inside mm -hmm. the that person wouldn't stand a chance of protecting him or herself, let alone anybody else. So that's a problem. I think it's a horrible problem that we are sending our kids to school where they are supposed to be learning, and the, the administration, the teachers, have to spend so much time on discipline and trying to break these kids apart who are fighting and acting like animals that the good kids are suffering because there's no academic time left. So, and that leads, so I'm glad you brought that up too, but here's the other thing. So, so the, the expelled child, although he's a, he's a man child at 17. Um, I think he's 18 actually. Okay. So he's 18 should be so charged. So he's an as, adult. So by and the way, we'll, he's, if, he's if, charged in his adult. If you had gone on campus and hit somebody else's child, you would be in jail. 
I, I would not have gotten a talking to by the campus police yesterday no. when they visited me. I would have gone to jail and it would have been on the six o'clock news. Where is the difference? Why is the school protecting this child who is not a student there? Yeah, that's just something's not right about that. But then again, we've talked about some stuff in the town where people do things, people die and they don't even do autopsies. So I'm really, I'm concerned. But here's the other question. So your nephew didn't fight back because the school has zero tolerance. So basically the school is protecting itself and not the students. When you go to a school for any problem whatsoever, I don't care if what it is, and you have to speak to a teacher, there is usually an administrator there, and it is their sole job to protect that teacher. Right or wrong, they are going to be on the teacher's side, but you are your kid's only advocate, and if you go there to protect your child and you have no backup except for you and your child, what what are you even doing there? There's no one there to protect your child but you because the administrators may see that there is wrong, but it is their job to keep the media and to keep the voices and the talk away from that school and to protect their teachers. They don't want to be in the media. They don't want to be on the 6 o'clock news with, with problems. But I'm telling you in the last week that this school in Bartow County has had a couple of very violent fights. My children are students there. That it is dangerous. What is since the child wasn't arrested yesterday when they talked to him? What was to stop him to to be there today to wait on my nephew again? So I I, I just like I'm stunned at this because there are so many problems. It just seems like the school protects itself. And it, by the way, they do this academically with standardized testing on the one hand, and then they do it administratively when, okay, there's a fight on campus, protect the school. In my opinion, if your nephew had fought back, he ran the risk of getting suspended or expelled because of their zero tolerance, right? Yes. So this is because they're concerned for their own liability. Absolutely. So where does so are we protecting just the teachers and administration and not the kids anymore? I mean, well, and and, and are we protecting the bullies who are going to school wreaking havoc? Because because basically they you have to give them they they have to be treated the same. You have to give them an opportunity because they're almost pitied because of their home situation or because they have turned out to be such heathens that you just, you want to have compassion because it's not their fault. Right. So basically um, these good kids, they go and they have to tolerate being bullied and being mistreated to, and they're, they're protecting these kids who um, ha- are going, causing all the trouble. And the good kids don't even want to go to school anymore. Because of, of things that are going on and the trash that is happening there. And, and I will even tell you a, another story. When my children were in middle school in the same county, mm-hmm. my son, good kid, never any trouble. And back, and I, I, my dad bought them cell phones against my wishes. But my only rule was no texting. You just need a phone to call me 
because it was getting where I would have to drop them at extracurricular activities. They were in middle school. It was time for a cell phone. My son would go to the bathroom and he'd be crying so hard saying, please just come get me. Please come get me. And he would never tell me why. And I put texting on their phone so he could text me because he needed me and he was having to sneak to the bathroom and whisper. Mm. I took my son to the, our pastor, to a psychiatrist, to a psychologist, to a doctor, to the principal, to the school counselor. I was tr- trying to figure out why my kid was begging me to come get him and not send him to school. Hmm. He wouldn't tell me. He was being bullied. And he, he was being bullied in the locker room where there are no cameras allowed because ah. there are minor children changing clothes. And he would watch, he had watched another student get beat up pretty bad because he had on white underwear. And it got to where my son would wear three layers of clothes. He would not, he wouldn't want to change. So he had gym clothes and stuff under his regular clothes and he would just take his jeans off so he wouldn't have to change. He was terrified at what he was seeing and he was being bullied so I finally finally got to the got to the bottom of it and realized that my son was being bullied I went to the principal and and the principal basically called me a liar and and said I said I finally found out what's happening with Blake with my son he said what do you mean I said he's being bullied he said um by whom and I told and I told him, he said, well, I kind of find that hard to believe because why hasn't he told us? And there is your problem, people. Listen to me when I tell you, your kids are afraid mm-hmm. and they won't even tell you. They won't even tell you. Well, it's embarrassing. And he was my oldest. Yes, he was my oldest. I didn't, I did not know um, a lot about this type of thing. I, I, who would have thought my kid was being bullied? I mean, he, he dressed great. He took care of himself. He played sports. He, it never dawned on me that my child was being bullied. But if the, your child does not want to go to school, there's not separation anxiety. It's usually not an academic thing. Someone is bullying your kid. And unfortunately... When you go up there, and I did, I went, and I left there with no answers, thinking I, as a parent, must have done something wrong. And there was nothing done to the child that had tormented my son the entire sixth grade school year. Nothing. It's outrageous. Because he had a different life than we did, and we and they had to be good to the kid, the no child left behind. Mm-hmm. That's So tell me the county again where this happened in. Bartow County. Bartow County. And you're still waiting to hear really kind of how this is all going to settle itself. We, I mean, we Well, know- we found out yesterday that the school has to do their own investigation because they have the campus police. So they have to do their own investigation. However, as parents... If you are not satisfied with that, and this is what you know, if you are not satisfied and if there has been an illegal action, if there has been a crime committed and the police, the campus police have conducted their own investigation, they've gone back to review cameras, 
if you're not happy with what they have done, you go to your local police that has jurisdiction over that school because anything that anything trumps the campus police hmm. and they can take it farther. So, and again, when we talk about campus police, we're talking about one person in this case, right? One person, one person, <clears throat> one person, which is absolutely outrageous. And, and, and you know what? And, and you're yeah, right. And you're dealing with one person at a high school. Now you would think that you really don't need one in elementary school and you really, really don't. One would probably suffice in middle school, but, in high school, you've got kids from the age of, what, 14 to 19, 14 yeah. to 20 even. Yep. They're adults. When they fight, it's brutal. It's ugly. It's dangerous. There are no uh, metal detectors at this school. Oh. There's no, not one time. Now, my daughter, the first day of school, was introduced to drugs. She walked into the locker room, again, where there are no cameras because mm-hmm. they're not allowed and pot smoke was blown in her face. She had wow. never seen anything like that. First day of high school. First day. Not, you never hear about any kind of drug bust. And my, my children can tell you, there are drugs every day at that school. They see them every single day. So do, these schools, do they have school meetings, parent-teacher meetings, where people can address these head-on? I'm sure they have um they they have school board meetings but um we have had some school board issues in fact our local superintendent right now is under investigation and, and is waiting to have his credentials pulled because of illegal activity of sexual harassment and and other things so our school oh. board is a mess is a wow. mess from the school board on down. It is, and it's a joke. It has been on the Atlanta news. Um, it, it has been twenty twenty has done a story on on some things that have happened in Bartow County, Georgia, um, with school board things. They did a story back in um, probably last uh, last summer. They did a twenty twenty did a story here. Wow. Uh, picked up some things that that it, it's it's um, small town corruption at its best. If you, it's a lifetime movie. Someone needs to pick it up because it is small town corruption. And the students um, seem to be an afterthought. But the crime and the bullying is scary. And which is why we can go and segue into this. So people are going in to be homeschooled. I was just going to ask about that. So statistically, let me just ask in your circle, let's not even look at statistics. Are there a lot of people who are homeschooling their kids now? I do know of a lot. In fact, there is a local um, Christian school here. It was a private school. And I think they went up to high middle school or high school. But now they offer uh, something in the state of Georgia called the Georgia Cyber Academy. And it is free. Hmm. Um, it It is for um, K through 12. Um, it gives kids in grades K through 12, the chance to learn in ways that are, that are right for them. And and they go online and there is actually a teacher there. And if you go to this private school, well, here's called Trinity. There is also a teacher in the classroom. Um, So they have homeschooled. It's, and it's a free, it's, it's 
it's a free program. It's really great that the first of the year, beginning of the school year, they send you a big box of, of your science equipment, your books, everything that you need. Think it, you spend about four hours a day. Hmm. It's full-time, tuition-free, online public school. Wow. Um, it's, you get support from state-certified teachers. Um, students can earn college credit while they're in high school. Um, they have active, supportive school community. They have extracurricular activities. Um, they have a, an advanced learner program, um, an active booster parent group, um, and they have met the adequate yearly progress goals for the past two school years. So it's a fairly new program, but a lot of people are going to that for one, it's free, and they have just, the, the news that keeps happening in the Bartow County school system is such a turnoff and now it's not just a turnoff because of the academic and the low test scores but it's the crime and the bullying and the things that people have turned a deaf ear to because there's no I I don't know if it's a lack of money to support um, more security at schools Um, I know that we teach I try to teach my children that Part of growing up is learning to deal with people, all kinds of people. There, there's going to be people that are mean, that are nice, that are are vicious, that are killers, that are lovers, that are Christian, that are mm-hmm. atheists. You're all walks of life. You're going to deal with them. You can't run from them. You're going to have to learn how to be around all kinds of people. But And I have just gone through a, a, a recent thing with my daughter um, at school. I had my first conference, and she's a junior hmm. with a school teacher. And I've said her record is pretty good. She carries a 4.0. She's in AP classes. She's very, very smart. Good kid. Good, good kid. But so many things happen in that school that she constantly begs me, please let me finish online. And my argument is, gosh, you're in the home stretch. You've got proms. You've got, you know, you cheer. You do these things. You'll miss that. And you know what? She tells me it's worth not doing to not have to put up with what she has to see every day in school. I just, that is so sad to me. I'm just stunned that it's it's going on in places. You know, I, I live in Los Angeles. We have the LAUSD, which I believe is the largest school district in the country. And I expect that there are problems there. I have two stepchildren and they went, uh, more of my stepson went through the schools here. Not pretty, violence even then. Uh, He was never bullied, nor was he a bully. I mean, in that regard, it was okay. But the fights were all around him. It was different um, because we didn't have cell phones right in front of us where, where people were videoing this stuff. I just know that there's something wrong where the students are no longer coming first uh, with regard to academics or their safety, and it leaves parents with with homeschooling them. Statistically, since 1999, 75% more people are homeschooling their kids. There are over 2 million children now homeschooled, and the reason for that is 73% Uh, of the people who are asked say they're just dissatisfied with the school system. And that typically is about academics um, and safety. And I'll take a next step. These are not 
You know, a lot of people think, oh, homeschooled kids are kind of quirky. Not really. Uh, the fathers, there was, uh, again, a survey done by uh, home-school.com. The top three homeschooling fathers professions, accountant, engineer, uh, followed by professor, doctor, or lawyer, followed by small business owners. So people are doing this, and, and we're also seeing that the truth is the percentiles uh, in every in every course, so whether it's reading, language, math, science, social studies, the kids that do best are the ones that are homeschooled, and it's it's easily by double digits. And you, okay, you know why they are, um, and this is the difference. It all boils down to discipline. Yeah. Discipline. And, and, and let me tell you, when I was a kid, there were, there were fights. There were fights in school. They were, uh, somebody might have gone hunting and had their gun in their truck when they got there. Right. That, my my brother may have had a little pocket knife in his pocket. Um, they there was an occasional fight. There really was. But do you know the difference between when I was a kid, when you was a kid, and now discipline. Mm. They have they have tied the school's hands to where there's no discipline. When I, I never got a paddling in school because I was terrified, but my siblings did, and when they got home. They got whipped again. They knew they were going to get torn up when they got there. And you were afraid. It was a healthy fear called discipline. My children still have that. Was it abuse? Absolutely not. You know what? When it was homework time for my 17-year-old son when he was little, that meant he was going to get a whipping every day of his life homework time I mean he just it was he got he was gonna get in trouble every day I have never apologized to my children once no if they ever were disciplined they deserved it and the difference between then and now they act like an idiot and they get rewarded. You know what, what the school does for discipline? There's no longer paddlings or, or anything like that because they, I posted a video not too long ago. This teacher tried to take a cell phone from a student. The student attacked him. It was about two weeks ago in Ohio, I believe. The consequences now are they get ISS. Or they get OSS, which means they get out-of-school suspension. So they get home. they got to go home. Parents are probably at work because they're just trying to, you know, live from paycheck to paycheck. Mm-hmm. So the kid is sent home without any kind of supervision. So he, he doesn't, you know, he, he doesn't have any supervision. And then if it's not really bad, he gets to stay in school and go to ISS, which is in-school suspension, where they sit in in the quiet with a teacher who has, or a babysitter who has been hired to sit in there while they do their work from the classes that they are missing because they act like such morons that they can't be in the classroom with other students. Um, so they, they, they get what they, they want to do. So basically, if you are disciplining your child at home, if there's any amount of discipline going on whatsoever, if they have a healthy fear of you and that is how you have raised your kids, I can guarantee you that you can go to the school and figure out 
which ones get that discipline at home and which ones don't. So what do you think? What's the suggestion? I mean, you've talked to other people about this in your community. What are they saying? They are saying, we want to be a part of this show. Tell us what we can do. The people in my community are saying the bullying and the people that are bullying get more rights than the ones being bullied. I, I they agree. Get that you, because they have to, because it's almost like they know a system. They're working and, it. And if, you, it, if they're working the system and if you don't do what you want them to do, well, they'll, they'll threaten you with a loss. Or they're going to, that you're not being fair to my kid. He didn't. And and that's another thing is these parents act so dumb that they can't possibly believe their their child has gone to school and misbehaved because theirs wouldn't do that. Well, guess what? They're not perfect and Mm. they do. So if the, this is what I have found that if a child has done wrong, And if you're a parent and you go to the school to say, hey, this was done to my kid, the teacher will go to that other parent and and basically they have to almost fight with that teacher and almost call that teacher a liar. It's like they believe a child over an adult because their kid wouldn't do that. Instead of saying, you know what, You're you're another adult, I believe you over my child, I'm so sorry that they disrupted your class, I'm so sorry that they talked to you with a level of disrespect that you wouldn't even talk to an animal that way. And when I get home and deal with them, I promise you won't have that problem again. They are wanting to buck the adult and the one that they are sending their kid to learn from every day because she must be picking on him. She just don't like him. Is that what, I mean, Kids are fine. The other thing that's troubling is that people are video, you know, the kids are videoing all this. So, but you know why they're videoing? I'll tell you why they're videoing. I saw a video just last week from Woodland High School where two girls attacked another student who was pregnant. Ugh. They, they were taking, jerking her earrings out of her ear as if it was a trophy. And there were probably 50 kids standing around looking and watching this video. And you know why they don't, they video and they don't do anything because there is a zero tolerance. And if they get involved, they run the risk of getting in trouble themselves. That's insane. So basically, again, kids can beat up on other kids. They're going to get away with it because the quote, good kids know that if as soon as they raise a hand or get involved, then they're in trouble. That makes no sense. There's no logic to that whatsoever. Zero logic. I I can't imagine what it would be like to have a kid in school. I do know that this is a topic that I want to talk more about. I mean, when we look at the amount of school shootings, um, just in the last year and a half, it's absolutely insane. And let me pull one of the statistics. I was stunned, quite frankly. Um, I, I just was... I'm st- since Sandy Hook. Now, Sandy Hook was well over a year ago, but on January 29th, um, and I'm waiting for this link to come up, folks, so bear with. I was stunned to read of uh, the amount, and, and Georgia has the most school shootings since Sandy Hook, which 
really blows me away. And I'll but, just, but have you heard that on the news? I haven't heard that on the news. Well, it says, fortunately, no one was killed in four incidents of gun violence in Georgia schools. And actually, this is from January of 2013 to March of 2014. Luck ran out in October, however. Teens were gathered in a parking lot at Langston Hughes High School in Fairburn, Fairburn Georgia. On a Friday night after a homecoming football game, shots rang out and 17-year-old Christopher Hunter was hit. He died later that night at Grady Memorial Hospital in Atlanta. So they say the reason for this is more people have guns in Atlanta or in Georgia in general. And they say gun ownership is high. Across the South, 38% of households have a gun compared with 38% in the Midwest. Well, that's only a 3% difference. And 27 in the Northeast. So I don't think that's a reason for it because they say when kids get guns, they're getting them from the homes. I don't know. I don't, I just believe that we have a problem and I think it's less about getting the guns from home because obviously your nephew will, will keep going back to that. There was no gun involved there, thank God. But the problem is the school and the charges because maybe if somebody throws the book at somebody and says, you're not just expelled. You're now going to have a record. And maybe it needs to be a felony and not a misdemeanor. Where, when will it start so that this will all end? Because it's just going to get worse and more kids are going to get hurt and killed. And then ultimately, I think you're just going to have more kids homeschooled. Well, okay, just today, the AJC, Atlanta Journal-Constitution, has published a story from Cobb County, Georgia. Okay. Um, um, six people, including high school students, they're in jail for what police say was a gang-related assault that left one victim in a trauma unit. So this person um, invited two guys to her house for a get-together. and The, the police believe it, the whole thing was a setup. Uh, because no one was home when they arrived. Instead, down the street, one of the men were attacked. One of the kids were attacked. So the people in the car got out and basically beat them up. So both people were beaten and robbed. Wow. One victim suffered severe kidney injuries and spent time in a trauma unit. They say they were also robbed of cash, jewelry, and an iPhone. So the police are suspecting gang involvement and say they were able to trace some of the suspects to North Cobb High School, which Ooh. is Cobb County, which is North Cobb High School. Um, I went to um, when I was in middle. That was the high school I would have went to when I lived in Cobb County. It's just right down the road, probably. Eh, I don't know. I'm going to say 20 miles down the road from from where the school is that my kids go to. Mm-hmm. Um, and they found others through gang messages on social media. So just right down the road, um, there are gangs who are in high school. So the um, incident followed two other gang-related incidents in the past year and a few months. And uh, the police are not saying that if they're linked, they're not. But it's scary. It's very scary that these kids are they, – they, it's not just – kids going to school and getting mad and beating somebody up over a girl and a, right. and a note that a girl wrote, they're bringing social media into it. You might post something on social media that has made somebody mad. They're using social media to bully people, to taunt people. That's where it all started. Tone is not detected. Um, you're, you're, what you may be thinking um, is not detected. 
and social media. So it fuels fires. And if you've got gangs going on in your school, what are you sending your kids into? It's a war zone. And and you Uh, think that your kids are safe. You see your teachers. And especially if you have good kids, you don't see them a lot. But you have no idea that you're sending your kids into what's potentially a war zone. And that's not being dramatic. I mean, I don't think when Sandy Hook happened or so many of these other, did anybody dream that this was going to happen, that people would be shot, there would be mass killings? Where does it end? Where does it end? But who takes the leadership? Who ultimately says, we we understand that you have zero tolerance, but how are you going to protect my kid? That's what this comes down to. It's not just education. It is safety. And I don't think Anybody? And what rights do parents have? What rights do we have? I where, know. where does it come to? I, because that's, you, you, you get the feeling that, that you have no rights because it's school. I know one so, thing. I know one thing. That kid who's 18 years old who came on campus to put a whooping on your nephew, if you had done that as an adult, come on campus where you didn't belong, you would be in jail right now. It's that simple. And the fact is, for whatever reason, we're giving that kid a chance. I don't know that he deserves a chance. I'm thinking if he beat on somebody, it's probably not the first time. He lays in wait. He he literally, again, to me, that stalking, I would consider it stalking, and he gets away with it. That's a problem. That's a big problem. So I think we're going to take a break and... Um, and take a breath, and then um, we'll be right back. You're listening to The Ladies' Room. We'll be right back in just a moment.
Now, back to the ladies' room. Welcome back to the ladies' room radio show. This is Marianne McQueen. Hey, guys, I am Trish Twilly. And we've been on fire about the whole school violence and bullying uh, issues. Um, just know that next week we are going to address this again. We are going to give all the parties that are involved an opportunity to give their side of the story. That would include the schools, possibly school security, and um, anyone who believes, and, and even if it's teachers, administrators, people who've been involved either as a victim on any side of this, we want to give people a voice and we want to understand what can parents do. And and we understand what the school does, but what are the rights of parents? So we'll be addressing this next week and again in the coming weeks to see how this all turns out. Right, Trish? Yes. That's absolutely what we're going to do. It's very near and dear to me as a taxpayer, as a mother, as someone who has children, three of them, in uh, the public school system. And, uh, you know, I'd like to send mine out the door every day knowing that I'm trying to um, get them the best education possible, but their safety and their well-being is um, very, very important and my top priority. Um, And I think I, I need to say... I'm not looking for the school to raise my children or to um, discipline them. I'm looking for the school to educate my children. And time being taken away from my kids for others who are misbehaving, who have got parents who basically just don't give a damn, are taking that away from my kids. And I don't like it. Yeah, and and again, parents should parent. Parent is both a noun and a verb. Teachers are teaching, but unfortunately, sometimes they are trying to teach the victims of bullying uh, learned helplessness. And I think we'll address all those um, next week and in the coming weeks. But should we flip this and uh, go back to some of the pop culture and celebrity news. Hey, let's try to turn this around a little bit so people at least can leave the ladies room with a smile, right? Because it's going to be a a good weekend and it's happy Friday, even if it's Friday the 13th. It's still Friday. So Uma Thurman, did you hear that she's telling people the only thing that she did to her face was change her makeup? Oh, Uma, 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 don't lie. So what kind of, what, clown makeup? I mean, I, I don't know. <laughs> she said, she, her... she's unrecognizable. I mean, totally unrecognizable. Like I said, her eyes were facing in the same direction. But she said, I don't know. I guess nobody liked my makeup. I've been doing this for years and years and years. People say things nice and they say things mean. It's just like, Whatever, you take the good with the bad. And I think she meant the bad with the good, but oh well. Um, bless Ken- her heart. Bless her heart. And did, did, did Kendall Jenner, did you read about her? She wants. But she got her clothes on or off? I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm still, you know, it, it's, uh, her nipples stay in the news. I'm not, oh. I don't know. I am tired of her nipples. Uh, Kendall I'm Jenner. I'm so tired of her. Tired t- of her nipples, tired of Miley's tongue i'm just over it all of it and together and apart but she said she wants to stand apart from her family 
The 19-year-old appears in the March issue of Allure, explaining why she told her family not to attend her debut walking the runway at Fashion Week last February. So, last year? Uh, she told the magazine, I don't need to be a family, I didn't need for it to be a family affair. As selfish as that sounds, I wanted the attention to be on me for five seconds rather than my family. Well, we see she's got a healthy ego. If they were sitting front row, it would have been all about, oh, Kim goes to Kendall's first fashion show. I love Kim, but for a minute, I wanted to be like, okay, this is Kendall's thing. She's taking it seriously. Oh, please. Or maybe, Ken, or maybe Kendall doesn't want them to talk about how her dad is fixing to be her mom. Mm. I mean, it's all just so confusing. Poor Kendall. Um, she's got a, a rough road just from her dad marrying into that bunch. I, I, I almost feel sorry for her. Yeah, I think they would actually, quite frankly, he'd have been better off being both mother and father to those kids because in my humble opinion, Chris is... Uh, it borders on child abuse. That's my opinion. Uh, Pamela Anderson seems to want a divorce yet again. She's filed for divorce from Rick Solomon for the third time. Uh, it's going to be a charm. They originally married in 2007, but annulled the marriage the following February. And then they remarried in 2014 in January and kept things going until she filed for divorce last July 3rd. She later requested a judge throw out the request because they had worked out their differences until a couple of days ago when she refiled for the divorce. Uh, she apparently posted to Facebook, good, better, best. Things are better and the best is yet to come. I don't know. And you know who Rick Solomon is? He's the guy. That, I, 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 the, the guy who married Pamela Anderson three times. Beside that, he's the guy that starred in the Paris Hilton uh, home. Sex tip. Yes. Yep, yep. Yep. So, you know, he's a classy guy. Because <laughs> mm -hmm. when you look up marriage material, you're looking him up. Yes, yes, yes. All right, we're going to And he's not even good looking. Ugh. No, well, she's not either, quite frankly. I mean, she was at one time smoking hot, but not so much. So, uh, Valentine's Day tomorrow, so we'll close on this. Yes. Do you know how much consumers spend on Valentine's Day every year? They uh, uh, a lot. Two billion on flowers and two billion on candy. So, a total of four billion dollars it's very strange wow um so for example they say the average amount of money spent per person on valentine's day is 131 dollars that's crazy so so did you know back in the 1700s that candy was believed to cause pregnancy what kind of candy was it chocolate oh i don't think that was a that must so that was not a big Valentine gift. So um, I, I would have had a yeah. hundred kids. I <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, I, I, a million kids. So mm. you know, tomorrow when you give chocolate, just be thankful that you're not going to be knocked up. Yeah, well, unless you want you, that. You, you may be. You may be, but it was the chocolate that did it. So, exactly. You know, I'm just throwing it out there because, you know, candy, Valentine's Day. We're just saying. Um, I'm just saying. 51% of people uh, will buy red roses for Valentine's Day. 64% um, is the percentage of men who will buy flowers tomorrow. 
I went to Kroger about two hours ago, and it's oh. the coolest Kroger I've ever been in. I mean, flowers. It, I actually smelled like a florist. There were that many flowers. You, it, there was an insane amount of men in there gathering their their flowers, and they were all beautiful flowers because you would typically think, oh, God, he stopped by Kroger and got flowers. But they were so pretty. But the husbands who were walking around with flowers in their hands with a deer in the headlight look, was it, it was very, very funny to me. That's, I don't have a problem where flowers come from. I'm happy to say I got two of my favorite things for Valentine's. I wanted a flying V guitar and I got one for Valentine's Day. It's beautiful, beautiful and bright red. You may want to plug and unplug. And I also got a wet dry vac. And that is the most unromantic thing a person could possibly have, but it was what I wanted. Uh, Thank you, Mr. B. And I got a I got a washing machine, but it was not supposed to be my Valentine present. But it will be delivered tomorrow. Thank you, Home Depot and, and Samsung. What did you get? I was just going to ask. Did you get a Samsung? I got a Samsung. Samsung. Uh-huh. And do you know there is no such thing as going to get a a cheap washer and dryer. I, I only bought a washer, mm-hmm. but prices started at at Home Depot at about six hundred dollars. Yeah. I just wanted a basic on and off switch with no bells and whistles. I ended up leaving with one that has a whole motherboard on the top with a wow. with clear glass top. But and I did not go there to buy that. I was just looking for a medium range washer that was kind of simple. And Marianne, there's no such thing. Or there wasn't a Home Depot. I, I didn't go around and shop around, but um it was very hard to find uh, uh, just a basic washer. I, I don't think that exists anymore. I think, especially when you deal with a company like Samsung, I mean, they make computers as well. So everything, plus I think it's more to break down. And so, you know, in right. Time- well, then I had, I did go, I went ahead and I bought the washer, but I was, I tried to be smart and I normally never buy the protection plan, but this last purchase of a washing machine broke me so I bought the five-year plan um, and then if they come and hook it up for you you have to buy all new co- the, the coil things yeah, that go yeah. in the back the whatever that is so um, it of course it was free delivery supposedly but I left there dropping a grand yep. on just a wash machine after I bought with taxes and the the stuff that I had to buy for them to hook it up the protection plan I mean there was no I was thinking, I don't know, I think I was thinking four or $500. Um, I had sticker shock. I was stunned. Yeah. Suddenly the car is going to be cheaper. <laughs> yes. Maybe not Happy cheaper. Happy Valentine's Day to me. My husband said, hey, I called him while I was there to ask if I needed, you know, if he wouldn't be the three-year protection plan or the five-year. Yeah, I'm trying to include him to tell him what to do because ultimately I am a kept woman and it's his money. <laughs> and he, he said, hey, how much is it going to be? And I told him the total price and he's like, Happy Valentine's Day. Hey, why don't you see if they'll fill it up with flowers for us when they deliver it on Saturday? <laughs> Oh, well, it's, it's one of those, well, I'll tell you, it's, so you got a washer and I got my, I really did want the wet dry vac, but interestingly, um, you know, the other thing that over $4 billion will be spent on tomorrow, What? um, gold, silver and diamonds. 
Okay, so uh, Big Papa, if you are listening to this, I hope you were playing when you said that that Samsung washer was going to be my Valentine present. It better not be my present. And um, I'm more, I, I don't really care for flowers. I've got them usually every year, but I better get something else. <laughs> well, you'll have to work that out. Um, yes, yes, yes. And I'm not to... making any promises to get what I want. Hell no. But those, anyway. Well, because those days are over. He don't believe me anymore anyway, so. <laughs> That's funny. Well, nonetheless, uh, we wish everyone a happy Valentine's Day tomorrow. And, um, and apparently 4 million people or 6 million people are expecting uh, a marriage proposal tomorrow. So we hope that they get those too because I'm not so sure. But ah, um, yes, yeah. that's sad. But it's also so cliche. But nonetheless, we wish you a happy Valentine's Day. If you have a long weekend, I believe President's Day is on Monday. Have a great long weekend, but we'll be back on Monday and we'll be talking more about school violence and school safety. Have a good yes. weekend. Well, Marianne. Yes, dear. Before we close, we need to remind our listeners that they can also go to our Facebook page to post anything they, they may have to say about school violence. Um, maybe they have a personal story. Maybe um, we can get in touch with them next week and quote their story. Maybe we can shine a little spotlight on something that's going on in their town. Um, they can follow us on Twitter with the Ladies Room RM Radio Show or our Facebook page, the Ladies Room Radio Show, and you will see our character there. You can find us on iTunes and on Stitcher. And with that, now we can say, I hope you guys have a happy Valentine's Day and be careful and don't hurt yourselves this weekend. Thank you for keeping me honest, Trish. Have a great weekend. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to The Ladies Room. 